for this afternoon's heart practice. I'll begin by just speaking some, giving a little background, and I'd like to invite you, if you feel better, keeping your eyes closed and just continuing with an inward focus, please feel free. So last night I, I began uh, the talk with a little bit of dog dharma. Notice I, I didn't say dogma, but it was dog dharma, and I'd, I'd like to do the same right now. This is uh, Tukaram from the 1600s. He says, I could not lie anymore, so I started to call my dog God. First he looked confused, then he started smiling, then he even danced. I kept at it. Now he doesn't even bite. I'm wondering if this might work on people. So as we explore the heart practices, um, use that metaphor of the Golden Buddha, we begin to more and more sense the radiant, loving presence that lives through all beings see the gold. And in the Buddhist tradition, the precursor, really, to the heart practices is seeing what blocks that experience and, and doing some letting go. So it's really the practice of forgiveness. So the simplest way I know of thinking of the practice of forgiveness is really to recognize the armoring that has developed around our hearts. Recognizing and letting go often happen together when we deeply recognize the armoring. So the process is um, in a simplistic way that we recognize where there's the stories of resentment, of blame, the angry stories, and there's a willingness to feel under the stories to where the, the wound or the pain or the vulnerability lives. So the letting go is the buying into the stories. We don't have to let go of anger, we let go of the stories and then come into a full, honest presence with the energy itself. So the understanding is that we all have some armoring because life is hard and we're protecting our hearts. And the more wounded we've been in our personal history, in our generational history, uh, the more likely there's armoring that needs attention. I feel like one of the important things about forgiveness to understand is that it's not something we can will that we can be willing. If there's an intention to forgive, to let go, that, that opens the door. It's, a, it's just a sincere intention. We can be willing. And what makes us willing is that we have that inner wisdom that senses that when we're armored, when we're believing angry stories and blame, we're living in less than the wholeness of what we are. We get, we get that we're unfree when we're not forgiving. 
So there's, there's a motivation, and yet it's, it's a challenging process. It's, it's a courageous process because authentic forgiveness, and that's not the kind of premature forgiveness where we just say, oh, okay, I've, I've let go of that one, but the, the true forgiveness means we've, we've brought a, a fullness of our being to the place of hurt or wound. So forgiveness, when we're forgiving another, really starts with bringing compassion to the place of woundedness inside ourselves. And there's often a tendency to jump over that and think we can just forgive or let go of another. If we take the time and bring a real tender presence to the woundedness in us, there's an opening that lets us see more clearly the other. And then we can see what's really going on. When we're not forgiving, we're living in a a trance, a narrowed view of another person that just sees through the filter of what we think is right and wrong. One of the metaphors I like the best is if you imagine walking through a woods and you see a, a dog, a little dog under a tree and you go over to pet the dog and the dog lurches at you with its fangs bared and you go from being friendly, feeling f- friendly towards the dog to, you know, bad dog, you don't, you know, you're angry at the dog for being vicious and then you realize that the dog's leg, one of the legs is, is caught in a trap and then the lens opens wider and you shift from that anger to, oh, Oh, you, you poor thing, you know, and there's compassion arises. Well, it's the same when we've turned in anger towards ourselves or any other being, that when we're blaming, we're not seeing how there's suffering that's causing the behaviors we're blaming. There's always a leg caught in a trap. There's some dukkha we can't, you know, trace all the causes and conditions, but we can sense from our wisdom place that that's there. So the first step is to bring that compassion towards where we feel hurt or afraid inside ourselves in the process of forgiving. And then it's to be able to open our, our eyes and heart to see how the other, too, is in some way caught in a trap few more words to say is that when there's been traumatic injury, it's really important to, you know, so often we get this message in practice to open to the vulnerability and be courageous and let it all be there and feel it all, and that's not always wise. If there's trauma, if there's a lot of terror in the body, then it requires a real um, care and, and gradualness and often the, the, a safe container where we're working with others and over time it requires that a certain amount of being resourced where we, we feel some safety, we feel some connection in order to, to really open to that vulnerability. So there's a quality of compassion and non-judgment that's really important to even begin the practice of forgiving, where we don't have some idea that we should forgive, more that it's just our, our longing to free our hearts. We forgive to free our own hearts. Because there's something in us that knows that when we push anyone out of our heart, 
or any part of ourselves, we're not really open-hearted and free. Maybe the last piece is just one to do with timing, that, uh, you know, we, we think that we should forgive someone or should have gotten over with it. And one of the wisest responses I've heard about forgiving comes from a four-year-old. And there's an internet site called Ravishingly. And this is... Uh, and, and this four-year-old and his mother gives advice. And I just thought I'd give you... share this with you. One question came to him. Do you think it's okay to tell someone... I'm afraid to forgive you because then you might hurt me again? Or should I wait until I'm no longer afraid to try and be their friend again? Here's the response. It's nice to forgive someone because then you're not angry anymore. My friend David really, really wanted to play Ninja Turtles and he just hit me in the nose and then my nose started bleeding. He said sorry and the teacher said it was an accident. But I couldn't forgive him because my nose was bleeding. When your nose starts bleeding, you can't forgive someone. But when my nose stopped bleeding, I could forgive him. (laughs) So again, it's pretty much um, this deep understanding of widening circles that in the process of forgiving, of releasing the arm around our hearts, we come back again and again to this place right here, the life right here, bring a full presence to this life, a full compassionate presence. Srinur Sargadatta said, all I ask of you is this, make love of yourself perfect. Make love of yourself perfect. And then he goes on to teach, and as you do, you discover you're beyond that, your infinity and eternity and beyond. So we begin by bringing the compassion inward and then the circles widen out making it possible to really naturally embrace our world. In the Buddhist tradition, there's a forgiveness practice that has three parts to it, many of you are familiar with, and we're going to be this will be the practice we'll explore in a, in a rather in-depth way, really feeling each, ele- each part of it as it lives in our bodies. So if there's any adjusting you'd like to do of how you're sitting, please feel free. And as with all practices, really the the essential piece is the attitude or quality of intention we bring. So you might just sense your sincerity 
about awakening this heart, about bodhicitta, the awakened heart-mind. And with that, that intention to not judge the process, to be alert to that. Just be curious, open, willing. Take a moment to scan through your body and sense if there's any unnecessary tensing or clenching or holding on that can naturally relax just as you become aware of it. I like to use the image of a smile to increase my body's experience of receptivity and openness. You can imagine and sense smiling into your eyes, just feel the corners of the eyes uplifted a bit, the outside corners. Let the brow be smooth. A slight smile at the mouth the half-smile of the Buddha. You might feel the inside of the mouth smiling. You might visualize and feel the sense of a smile spreading through the heart and chest. This isn't to cover over anything. It's more to create the space for what's real a soft, available space. This first part of the practice is asking for forgiveness, which means we bring to mind some situation in our life, past or ongoing, where we feel we've caused harm, whether it's consciously or unintentionally. All of us, out of fear, confusion, or unmet needs, end up causing injury. So just a sense where this is so for you letting the particulars of the situation come to mind. So you might see and sense the person involved right close in, sense the story of what's unfolded a bit, and let what you see and sense get you in touch with how this person might be feeling or have felt hurt.
As you visualize and sense that, let your body be open, the throat, chest and belly. See if you can just let in and allow yourself to experience what arises just as you bear witness here, as you sense the other person's hurt. You might, from the heart, with a a very soft mental whisper, whisper the person's name. And one version of the classical words are, I see and feel the pain I've caused you. And I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me. You might repeat a few rounds, staying in touch with your experience, your heart. I see and sense the harm I've caused and I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me. May I be forgiven. In the second part of the practice we bring forgiveness to our own being. And so you might sense where you're holding back from forgiving, where you're blaming, angry, hating, aversive towards your own being. And it may be that you continue with what you were just reflecting on. It may be that you're blaming yourself for hurting this person or for another place that you're causing injury or for some way that you hurt yourself. Just take some moments and sense some situation where you continue to hold against yourself, to make yourself wrong, to be at war with yourself.
Let the situation be close in so you can sense the behavior, the state of mind, what you're most judging or blaming yourself for. And with some interest and care, deepen your attention and see if you can sense how your leg was in some way in a trap, in some way caught in fear, in confusion, in not knowing, in unmet need. See if you could look through the eyes of a very wise caring friend, just to see what really were the conditions or are the conditions. Not to excuse as to understand, to widen the lens. And as you bear witness in this way, you might explore putting your hand on your heart, in some way offering a presence to your own being that has that intention of forgiving or kindness. From the place in you that wants to let go, wants to forgive. Just sensing the truth of the vulnerability the woundedness in you that might cause the behaviors you judge. And as you begin to sense a larger reality, you might begin to offer perhaps the classical phrases, I see and feel the ways I've caused suffering to myself, to another, and I forgive myself now. Or if not yet ready to forgive, it's my intention to forgive. Or for some, Some find just the words forgiven, forgiven. From the deepest and most sincere place in your being, just to begin to open the door, forgiven, forgiven. Letting that include whatever comes up around forgiving.
for some it can help to cause to call on a being one we know friend grandparent or spiritual figure that can see us they can see that deep down we're doing the best that we can it's not our fault to look through those eyes and let that wisdom and kindness help support us in that forgiven, forgiven that we're communicating. from the teachings of Bapuji. My beloved child, break your heart no longer. Each time you judge yourself, you break your own heart. You stop feeding on the love which is the wellspring of your vitality. The time has come, your time, to live, to celebrate and see the goodness that you are. Let no one, no thing, no idea or ideal obstruct you. If one comes even in the name of truth, forgive it for its unknowing. Do not fight, let go and breathe into the goodness that you are. So we bring our attention now to where we have been injured by someone and are feeling unforgiving, armored towards that person. So you might sense where this is so in your life, where you feel there's a distance, a separation that you're helping to contribute to, in some way pushing this person away with your judgment, your blame, your resentment. sensing where you'd like to explore softening and opening some to someone. Kind of invite the sense of that person right here. Let yourself remember and connect with whatever the story is that has contributed to you closing down on this person or pushing him or her away. letting yourself recall the past or ongoing behavior, words, expressions 
that most create that reactivity, the armoring, the anger, the resentment. And bring, it, bring that close into your awareness so you can feel what has caused your heart to harden. So you can get in touch with that. And you might sense if you were to let go of the story of you're bad, you're wrong. Like really let go of that. What is painful or vulnerable that you'd have to touch into? What would you have to feel? And again, it might help to in some way have your hand on your heart as a gesture of accompanying yourself as you touch into the vulnerability that's here, the hurt or the fear that the armoring has protected. You might even send a message in some way that I'm present with this, I'm being with this. It helps you to breathe into the place that you feel the most vulnerability, throat or the chest or the belly. Perhaps the breath can help you to stay with and really touch, really feel what's here. And as you connect, as you let yourself feel that that vulnerability, sense the possibility of holding it with a tremendously tender and gentle presence. There may naturally be some words to send inward to that place that you sense create healing. Could be something simple like I'm sorry and I love you. Could be it's okay. Returning to the compassionate one, sensing the incredible, deep, love and presence of the compassionate one to hold this. Letting go of all stories and just this, this felt sense of rawness, vulnerability or tenderness that the armoring's been protecting, just this. 
It's as you begin to sense this gentle presence that's holding the vulnerability, really relaxing and opening into that, being that. You can begin to open the eyes of wisdom to see more truly the other being, to see from a place of compassionate presence. And take some moments to see if as you, you take in and bear witness to the other who's caused harm, if you can sense how that person in some way had a leg in a trap, in some way was caught in fear, caught feeling a sense of confusion, feeling diminished, feeling disappointed, feeling unmet needs, as you bear witness, you can begin to send the message of forgiveness and intuit for yourself if it's more helpful to use the languaging of intending to forgive. It's my intention to open my heart. In the classic language, again, you might whisper the person's name mentally. I see and feel the harm you've caused me and I forgive you now or it's my intention to forgive you. I can see and feel the pain you've caused me and I forgive you now. I'm not yet ready to forgive. It's my intention to forgive.
letting the story and felt sense of this person fade into the background now. And again, just bring a gentle attention to your body, your heart, right here, right now, and sense, just scan and sense if there's any judgment that you're holding against yourself for even how forgiveness practice is unfolding. And see if it's possible to again forgiven, forgiven. Or if the word compassion resonates more, just to hold that too. This too, this too, in compassion. from the poet Rumi, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.